We are back. Yes, we are. We're back. Daniel Gilman alongside Josh Levy as by order of the Peaky Blinders continues to chug along here in the middle of August. We know that you guys have been patiently waiting for another episode, but like Stephen Knight, like Anthony Byrne, we wanted to give you a little bit of uh, anticipation as we were waiting to release our next episode. Josh is here with me. Josh has been going through a, a little bit of a stressful time, so let's all boost Josh up with words of praise and happiness and, and you know, symbolized uh, joy. I don't know, Josh. <laughs> Talk to me. Talk to the fans. It's been, it's been a rough time uh, studying for the bar exam as it got postponed yet again because of many reasons that I won't get into. But uh, we're here to get my mind off that pot a little bit about the thing we all know and love, Peaky Blinders. A lot of a lot of little tidbits here and there that, uh, we, that we have to talk about. You know, we obviously don't have the show back. We don't know when, if, the, if directing has really started yet. Uh, it's really gotten deep into it. So I don't, we're just think, trying to... I don't think they've been filming. I think they're still working on, you know, hoping that that's going to be a thing. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it'll start probably ramping up soon. I think a lot of films and shows will start to ramp up soon as they realize that they can, if they have the adequate safety measures and protocols in place so I think I'm hoping that they are aware of that I mean they only have to film six episodes really so it's not one of those you know 15 episode seasons you know that 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 should take a whole entire year or two to film like you know a Game of Thrones kind of thing where it's 10 episodes and it's an hour long like so hopefully we 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 get that soon because we are desperate so what the uh what the news people might call this kind of episode is a bit of a news dump. We've got a bunch of topics. We've got some feedback. We're going to get to all of it here. But first off, I think the most exciting bit of news, Josh, is that the show that you and I were able to cover on Patreon that we have been beaming about and just so excited for, waiting for it to come to America, Gangs of London, the Sky production from Corin Hardy and Gareth Evans and our guy Xavier Johns, it's finally been announced that it is coming to America. It is going to be on AMC starting October 1st. And I am very, very excited for our American and for our international listeners, not just the Brits out there, to join us in just falling in love with Sope Derisu and, of course, Michelle Fairley and Joe Cole all over again. It's, it's, guys, I'm telling you, this is an amazing show. One of the best shows on TV. I'm so happy that it's being brought to AMC. We knew this was going to happen. We just didn't know when or what platform it was going to be on. And we were excited that it was going to happen because we wanted to kind of, you know, fill the void for Peaky. And that filled the void for us because it was so reminiscent of Peaky, modern day Peaky, as we call it. Don't want to give too much away about the show, but just a really great season of television doesn't hold back. It's very Game of Thrones-esque where they just don't care about anything, about any character. And that was very evident throughout. It was, it was so well done. And Josh, I'm so happy that it's not on Stars Because I remember the early speculation was that Stars had the rights to it. The HBO production, but Stars is the little, you know, little sister of HBO. And if it came on Stars, it might have gotten you know, a, a minor cult following but now it can be on that same streaming service as Walking Dead and Breaking Bad and Mad Men and the, you know, the, the network of the American movie channel. And so that's going to be really fun. If you do want to get some, you know, some, some spew about it from our past episodes, I would recommend going to either the Xavier Johns interview, the one that we did on Anchor 
that has no spoilers. I have since interviewed him, but haven't posted it on um, either Anchor or Apple or Google Podcasts, however you listen to it. But that does have spoilers, so I'll definitely post that interview. But that one back with Xavier was on April 20th. And then Josh and I also talk about a little bit about the pilot, I think, and maybe more about the trailer back on April 28th. So those two are great episodes, as well as April 9th. Josh and I talk about the excitement surrounding the announcement of Gangs of London. And of course, as always, you can catch any of our postings on facebook.com slash Podcast. But the real spot to get the inside info and to find the area where Josh and I really went scene by scene through the trailer will be on patreon.com slash by order of Peaky. It's just $5 a month. We've got a good amount of people that are with us. I was able to post the image of me with the Peaky haircut because we reached that 10 you know, people that we wanted to back a couple months ago. So that was fun. And Josh, a lot of the stuff we're talking about now, we already discussed or I already discussed in a little fireside chat a few weeks ago on Patreon. So that's the place where you're gonna get the information first. That's the place where Josh and I are going to break down, this is the big news, we're gonna break down the trailer of the brand new Peaky Blinders video game, Mastermind, which has dropped this week, August 20th, 2020, for just $20, you can get the video game. And Josh, let's talk about the video game for a little bit here. I've got a synopsis. I wanna get your, uh, get your opinion of it because it is voiced by the actors, Killian Murphy, Paul Anderson, as far as we know, it's got all the voices. And listen to this, uh, listen to this storyline because I think it's interesting. We've got a little liner from um, Destructoid.com. It says, set before the events of the TV series, Peaky Blinders Mastermind sees the men of the Shelby family return home from the horrors of the First World War, settling back into the back town slum of Birmingham's small heath. Tommy Shelby immediately sets about making his family name a feared one to be reckoned with as they deal with rival gangs, the local Chinese mob, and of course, Her Majesty's shifty constabulary. Wow. I mean, I might, I might buy this video game, and, uh, and, and I think I have to. It's, it's definitely going to be interesting. It just proves that Peaky Blinders is one of the best shows in television, because if you are a show and you have a video game you know, based around your television show, that shows that there's an audience that's going to buy it and there's an audience that, you know, would want that. So I, I think that, that it's going to be crazy. It's going to be interesting to kind of, you know, choose your own path and kind of play out the show. Because, like, if, you, if you're a fan of the show, you know exactly what, you know, their, their motives are and their, what their initiatives are and you know exactly how it ends up. And so you know, you know, how it's going to play out kind of thing, like, like the storyline. If it's going to be based off the show, which I'm sure it is. So, you know, like – like when you play Call of Duty or you play one of those games where you have no idea like where the story is taking, like you have no idea where it's going because you don't know whatever, whatever it is, whatever game it is here, you know where it's going. So like you have like more motivation and, and you know exactly what to do in the game. I think it'll be really interesting. As far as I've been reading, and I do want to say it's on, you know, PC, PS4, Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. But as far as I've been reading, you kind of get to have different um, like lanes that you can take the family. So the same way that Killian Murphy or you know, Tommy Shelby in the show has all of these little plots and plans working out and you don't right. realize it as a watcher of the show until the end of the season. Exactly. You can kind of set about those things and everyone can choose a different mission because it says, uh, 
what it says. It says the players guide the Shelbys through 10 missions, laying out wow. a very thin narrative of brotherhood and murder in Birmingham's cruel underworld. The missions are intercut with stylish artwork, with give, which gives the narrative such, some class, but with a lack of voice work from the class. Oh, so I guess, I guess just the, the trailer has Killian Murphy and Paul Anderson's voice, but the game itself does not. So what it does is it, it's not necessarily a show for you, but you've got to live that own thing. So I guess, you know, it's a little bit of like Sims, right? Where you get to create your own storylines, but they kind exactly. of have a, a loose narrative for you. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some truth and some validity to, to the actual show within the storylines, but I'm sure that there's some where you can just kind of go off path and make your own story, which is going to be, which is interesting. I don't know, like, it's going to be interesting to see if, if, if I like that or not. I don't know. I'm going to have to see it play out, but just super cool that our, that our show got, got a video game. It's awesome. And the, the designer of the game is a bit of a big shot in the, the world of video games. I was reading about him. Believe it or not, his name is James Marsden. <laughs> not the same James Marsden as this, really that's so that's yeah. such a, it's a, a very yeah. interesting coincidence right there um and it's future labs who makes the game they've made a couple other tv show adaptations so they should you know know what they're doing here last thing last little quip I'll say about it but if you guys have any questions or you have any comments or you've played the game before in the last few days go ahead and send us that information b-o-o-t peaky blinders at gmail.com we'll read it in our next episode but it says players control each character one by one, which locks in each specific character's path of action. But then the player can at will rewind the timeline and take control of other characters, controlling them in tandem with the ghosts of the previous character's action. You follow? That's pretty crazy. It seems pretty cool. So you get to kind of lay out the character's route the choices, the decisions, and then you control a different character and you lay out their route as your previous decisions are being played out in perfect synchronization. That's, that's pretty cool. It says the system represents the soldier's minute, which is a reflection of Tommy's astute ability to form sharp schemes in his head. And, and it's, it's called mastermind for a reason. So that's, right. pretty, that's pretty awesome. No, I mean, I think it's cool how like the game probably has so many different scenarios and like outcomes that can like, play out whereas a lot of other games are just kind of like one path one outcome and i think that that's really cool you kind of get to choose your own path kind of like a bandersnatch kind of kind of yeah, like concept you know from, yeah it's from awesome. a black mirror if you guys didn't know or the book bandersnatch right right exactly but i will say i'm a little worried that it says the whole game can be completed in around five hours yeah so no it's like i mean at the same time if you're paying 20 bucks like, yeah, I can it's only 20, 20 bucks for a nice little like five hour hit. I mean, we play, we, I pay a hundred dollars to go golfing and that's just a little four hour, you know, right. energy exactly. boost. So it's, exactly. it's kind of that same thing, right? When you go gambling, you might spend 500 or 50 bucks just for the entertainment value. So you have to think a bit from that perspective, exactly. but that's the video game. We tried to reach out and we're still waiting to hear back from Mr. Marsden. I'd love to interview anyone involved. So, you know, our wide listener base, if you guys know anyone in future labs trying to get in touch with someone. So, that's it for our, uh, our virtual section, you know, because everyone loves talking virtually. Now let's talk real, the real Peaky Blinders stuff. Let's get into the nitty gritty. We are a Peaky Blinders podcast, and there has been some news from both Anthony Byrne and Stephen Knight. And I want to talk, first off, let's talk about our loved one, our beloved red right hand, Josh. There's been news of why. Red Right Hand has been 
left out of this previous season. Why there was no Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds introing with the, you know, Peaky Blinders in that crazy, you know, faded away logo with all the actors' names up there. And Josh, remind me, right? We talked a good amount. We, we constantly were, were wondering why throughout season five and in our instant reactions, there was no red right hand. Yeah, we, we, we thought there was like some like conflict between Stephen Knight and like Nick Cave and there were some copyright issues, you know, going on. But as you're about to talk about, there's, that's not, there's none of that at all. No, so Anthony Byrne admitted that he removed the front titles, which are, you know, the Killian Murphy, Paul Anderson, Blah, 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 blah. And this one kind of makes sense. He removed it because he didn't want the audience to be distracted by people's names and didn't want the audience to know that Tom Hardy was back in the show. And that's just one specific episode. But I do understand, at this point, we all know who the main characters' names are. So I'm okay with the front titles being taken out. But then he goes on later to say there's no red right hand because he felt it was being overused. If you overuse anything, it loses its power. Let's hear your thoughts. So to be honest, I don't understand why that's a problem because for every TV show, the intro is the same and it gets overused and it doesn't lose its power. For example, obviously Game of Thrones doesn't have uh, lyrics to its intro, but that, that intro is so powerful and so symbolic of the show that it's carried over beyond the show and that people still use it. So I think that the fact that, it, that it's overused was a good thing for the intro. You, you think of any of your favorite television shows and those intros are, are overused, like Breaking Bad's intro. Like I can still remember it in my head right now. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I don't agree that overusing an intro is a problem. I think that that gives your show kind of like a, an identity to, to a sense that like, it's something that like is stuck in your head that you can just say, you know, that, that you can sing back right away. No, I agree. You want that connection. You want there to be something that, you know, if you hear the song on the radio, you think Peaky Blinders, right? I mean, right. like, I guess there's one thing they could have done and they could have gone the wire with it. And I would have liked right. it where every season or maybe even now you change up. Cause remember when they did the Anna Calvi remix of, of yes. the uh, red right hand in the beginning of that crazy episode with the puppets and the guy getting murdered. They could have done that for the season. It was like freaky. It was like, it was like eerie. Yeah, they could have had different versions of that song. But as, as Anthony Byrne continues, he says, I felt it was firmly established and its association with the show was cemented, so it's not going anywhere. But I wanted to strike out. He did strike out. I wanted to strike out in a different directional musical, and I want musically, different direction musically, and I wanted to establish a different musical language that had been used before. I mean, it just feels look, like a cop look, out. I don't know. I also feel like it's too nitpicky. It's like, like, it's like thinking way too hard, like kind of veering off from the content of the show and going into a different realm that you don't need to go into. Like the music was amazing to start off. Like you didn't need to change anything. I understand if like, because the storyline's changing, you want to kind of change the genre and the style of the music, but like keep the damn intro in the show and just like, let's, let's call it a day. Let's move on. And, and that's about it. I mean, Josh, it's not like they have 95 episodes or like 30 a season right. like ER Exa- or exactly. Grey's Anatomy. We've had 30 episodes ever of this show. It's not exactly. like song is being overused. It, there's more playings of like a Camila Cabello song on the radio here in South Florida. You know what I mean? Or exactly. like 
something, any, any type of song just gets overplayed and that's how it becomes famous. But I understand where he's coming from in that he didn't want it to be overused. But I think we would love to get that bell ringing in the very beginning of season six, episode one, just to welcome us back after two plus years without Peaky right. Blinders whenever it does come back. But that's a little bit of uh, venting there. There is one other thing, and this was on, uh, this was on the express.co.uk, so a little bit of a, uh, I don't want to say it's like a National Enquirer type site, but it's definitely not, you know, the New York Times. But there is an article, and listen to the head of the article, and then I'll let you know what you think about it. The article says, Oswald Mosley and Gina Gray theory debunked. Here's what you missed as the Peaky Blinders director slashes the popular fan theory that Oswald Mosley and Gina Gray slept together, Josh Levy's favorite theory in Peaky Blinders lore. And, uh, and you want me to go into it? or let, you want, you, have, you, have, your, have your opinions changed? Are you still firmly on the camp that that was Gina Gray? Uh, I think I, I, I've kind of changed my opinion. That's kind of a cop-out to like, just think that. Like, I, like the show kind of goes too deep into it. But I'm, 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 we haven't talked about this at all. So like, I don't know what Daniel's about to tell me, but I'm anticipating that Stephen Knight said that that theory is stupid and you could fuck off. Yeah, so, no, it was Anthony Byrne, the director. Oh, sorry. It was, it, was, out, it, was, it was Anthony Byrne, sorry. You know Stephen Knight is going to keep tight-lipped right. on everything. But right. Anthony Byrne, in either a, a way to just throw us off the scent or in a, in a rare you know, moment of spoilerific clarity, he came out and said in a recent Q&A, I would have shown Anya Taylor-Joy. There would have been a reason. It would have been more shocking to see her and yeah. known, more, known once and for all but no, I don't remember her name. She was a lovely woman who came in and did that scene with Sam Clayflin. So, I mean, do you think he's lying to us, like, intentionally? No, I don't think that he would do that. I think that he would leave it more open-ended if that was the case to kind of keep us on our toes. But I, I've never really seen a director ever lie to its fans and then, like, spin it at the end. You know what I mean? I, I agree with you. I don't think he would do that. He also comes out and says, it definitely wasn't Anya Taylor-Joy, and it certainly wasn't a stand-in for her character. So, yeah, no is the answer. Honestly, Fern, good. Fern, good. It's a Fern giggled, which is good. Because that would have been kind of like a too – it would have been, like, annoying. It would have been, like, a cheesy storyline. You know, it would have been, like, too predictable, cop-out cheesy. But I will say at the end of this article – it says, while Anthony Byrne puts that theory to bed, he may have dropped a little hint that a major character could be making a return in the near future. And we talked about that, I feel like, a few weeks ago with uh, Tatiana Petrovna, the right. princess who may be coming back. Don't forget or, about the Duchess. Or like, little flashbacks to Grace, like a lot more flashbacks. Well, Grace is definitely coming back. She's even posted, yeah. I don't know if you remember, but she posted right. the, uh, the Instagram story saying, like, you haven't seen the last of me. And right. so I, I don't know. I am definitely, uh, I'm definitely always kind of been in that camp that it wasn't Gina Gray. And I'm really happy that they've come out and said it because I, I feel like that would be something that they would just never touch on again. And it would forever live. Like did Stannis Baratheon get killed or not? You know, one of those, I hate that. Stannis Baratheon got killed. Everyone needs to shut up. I will say, I just saw the actor in the greatest game ever played. The awesome golf movie with Shia LaBeouf. He was in that movie. That's he was the main guy, Harry Varden, and I was like, "Oh, it's Stannis Baratheon." I haven't seen it in forever, but that's so hilarious. Long. Yeah, and so here, one more thing that I wanted to talk about here before we wrap up, and it's something that you soccer fans are gonna be very happy with. And Josh, where would you say your soccer 
fandom lives in like a scale of like zero to fever pitch? Uh, so is that like a zero to ten? Like yeah, that? well, I answer that. the movie with Colin Firth, who's like the, the no. hard soccer fan, like literally diehard, kind of like the American version of Fever. No, I know. I'm saying like, cause like, I definitely like soccer. I'm not a, like, I'm not a Fever Pitch fan, but I'm not a zero. So I'm gonna go like. Well, yeah, little... that's what I meant. I wanted you to pick a number, dude. No, I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. Is it a zero to ten? <laughs> yeah, yes. zero to zero ten. To ten. Try, okay, right. Trying to be clever. Gonna... I'm sorry. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I'm gonna go with like about a seven. I've really, I, I honestly. In the last, like, five or six years, I've really ramped up my soccer fandom since probably the, the World Cup where, where we were in the group with, like, where the U.S. was in the group with, like, Algeria, where, like, Landon Donovan scored those, that crazy goal in the, group, in the group match. Yeah, 2010, um, I believe. Yeah, it was the, that's when I really started. So that was, like, 10 years ago. And I was, like, kind of naive then. But then, like, probably from that period to 2014, to the next World Cup, where the U.S. lost to Ghana, uh, I really liked it, and obviously FIFA got my my attention with it, and now now I love it. Like now now I'm now I'm betting on it all the time. Like I'm, I'm I know the players really well. I actually worked for a soccer team down here for a little bit, so I I really do like soccer a lot. So if there's any type of soccer in in Peaky coming up, that's gonna be great. Well, here we go. It's we did have the soccer the story with the goalie, obviously with Billy Gray, right? But this is something that's out of Peaky that's got the Peaky connection. Obviously, um, the Champions League final is coming up this weekend, actually. I don't know if uh, you've been following that. PSG against Bayern, that'll That's be fun. That's a great match. But have you seen any of the Amazon Prime shows that have covered the teams? With It was Manchester City, and then they did the Brazil national team. No, but I know that Netflix had that, had that show with... Uh, yep, Juventus. But wasn't it with Sunderland? Or was it... Yeah, it was Sunderland. They also did Sunderland, but they've also done Juventus as well on Netflix. So right. there's all that stuff. I try to absorb as much as possible. I love these all-or-nothing shows. They do it with NFL teams as well. So they've announced that the newest all-or-nothing series, as I finally come full circle from the beginning of this topic, is going to be about the Tottenham Spurs, which is an EPL team in London. And it's voiced, the voiceover is Tom Hardy. Wow. So that's going to be great. So usually I feel like it's like the same two or three guys, like John Hamm does most of these, along with Ray Donovan slash Liev Schreiber. But I'm very excited. It's I, I saw the headline: Peaky Blinders. Tom Hardy will be voicing the new Amazon show All or Nothing with the Tottenham Hotspurs. So I just wanted to throw that out there for any of you football fans that are excited about that. I'm not sure what the date is there. You talk for a second while I find it. I mean, first of all, I just want to. Like, this is like a personal opinion about Tottenham. Like I hate them so much. I cannot what? stand their team. I hate Harry Kane. I think he's so overrated. He always just gets. He always on a breakaway, one on one with the goalie, or he'll get a penalty kick, and so his pat his stats will get will get padded. He never like Son is the guy on the team that is that, that should be getting the recognition over Harry Kane. Like Son is like the is the best part of that team. He is a stud. So I'll tell you the the first three episodes of this show will drop on August thirty first. So that's pretty soon. Then another three episodes will drop on September seventh, and the final three episodes will drop on September fourteenth. We'll have unprecedented access. Captures the departure of the manager, Mauricio Pochentio, and arrival of the legendary Jose Mourinho, and of course, the club's response to COVID. So I'm excited about that. I think that's an interesting, I feel like shows on Netflix and Amazon and stuff could start dropping that 3-3-3 strategy over like a span of three weeks. I feel like that's a pretty solid bingeable, you know, little package. 
No, definitely, definitely would be really cool to watch. Like, I, I love the, the inside perspectives to sports that you don't really get. Like, that's why I love the NBA bubbles because you can hear them talking and you can hear conversations going on and it's stuff that you never see in a real game. Like, sometimes when they're mic'd up, you hear it, but, like, you hear it, like, extra now, and I think it's awesome. So I think it's going to be cool to get an inside perspective on these guys during this time, too. Oh, I agree. And so lastly, I just want to tease something that we're going to be doing next month. The Emmys are September 20th. We are a TV show podcast. We do love TV shows. So Josh and I will have an episode coming up. I do want a lot of listener feedback for it. So before we record our episode about the Emmys, if any of you guys at home have predictions or major upset picks or snubs, shows outside of the Peaky Blinders, because we think Peaky Blinders got snubbed from every category, obviously. But other shows that you think should have been nominated, go ahead and look up the Emmy nominations online. Josh and I will talk about that before the September 20th. So you've got a month to give us your information, give us your thoughts. Just fire it away at our Facebook or email, Blinders at gmail.com. And so Josh and I will be doing that trailer breakdown of the video game over on Patreon. The link will be in the show notes, patreon.com slash by order of Peaky. Josh, we made a valiant return. And I think, uh, I think we had a pretty successful news dump. We did. We did. It was, it was fun to get back here, man. Like we, we love to, to, to news dump if that's even all that we could do because we don't have Peaky right now. Not really that much, you know, TV that we could really talk about. I mean, there are some shows, but there really isn't really anything. We've, you know. Are you watching Get, anything right now? I haven't, to be honest. I haven't watched television. I haven't watched a show in a while, like in the last month, obviously, because of my preparation for the bar exam. But I did watch Hamilton. Recently, oh, Hamilton that is was, awesome. That's a, it's amazing. I have all the songs stuck in my head. In you the know, room where it happened. Yeah, that's literally been stuck. The and then it happened. <laughs> that one. And then uh, I'm not going to get away my shot. I'm I am not, not gonna throwing go. away my. Yeah. Well, Hamilton. Yeah. Wait till you start to see these actors in movies because I just saw Harriet, the movie about Harriet Tubman. Okay. It has, you know, uh, Aaron Burr slash. Uh, Leslie uh, Odom. Leslie Odom Jr. is like yep. my favorite at, like, actor. He, he, so I also. One show that I watched was this was this like little animated show that is the creator of Bob's Burgers called Central Park. Oh yeah, you told me about that on Apple TV. That Plus. has that has Leslie Odom. It has David Diggs who is okay. Yeah, so uh, he's uh, Marquis Lafayette. Lafayette. Yep. Right, and he's also uh, Thomas Jefferson, mm-hmm. and, and 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 so he's great. It has Leslie Odom. It has um, Andrew Raynells who's in Book of Mormon. He's the main character from Book of Mormon. He's also yeah. Like, he's uh, he's that. from Glee, right? Yeah, he's in Glee also. It has a lot of, like, you know, really good actors. It has, um, what's her name? Han? What's her? Leslie Han? Is that her name? Yeah, the she, funny one. She's got her own HBO show, too, I think. Yeah, she's in Catherine the Brothers. Catherine Han. She's in it. It's, it's a, uh, Kristen Bell's in it. Josh Gad is in it. So, so it's a good be, show? Because we talked about it, like, six weeks ago. It's good. It's, it's a little corny, but, like, it's funny. It has, like, Stanley Tucci is in it. It's, it's a great cast. Um, okay, well, really, good, really good music, too. So... That, that one was cool. It was cool to see. And Leslie Odom is one of the main characters in it. And he's just the best. He's great. And he's the one that actually helped put together the coalition to make sure that everyone on the cast gets a bit of the pie when they were bought by Disney. So I was reading that really? story. It's awesome. He talks about how, you know, when you're on Broadway, you don't always get shares of the success of the show. But when they all felt in the beginning, whatever it was, 2016, that everything was going to blow up, he made sure 
to put something together so that they're all now, you know, multimillionaires because Disney paid whatever, a trillion dollars for the it, rights it, to have that movie. Yeah. And, and Hamilton, Hamilton did such a good job. I mean, I'll tell you what, they, they filmed it over six different showings, a couple dress rehearsals, and right. they just made sure to get every camera angle. I've seen it on Broadway from like the sixth or seventh row. And you could still see the faces, which is, you know, something you can't go without when you go to a show. And I got very lucky that I was able to get some last minute. Was, the problem was it was obstructed view. That's why we got the, the tickets for an affordable price. So we couldn't see some things that we could see on the Disney but movie. You didn't see the normal cast. No, I saw, the, right. I saw some, a different cast, which right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a, a, the hottest take that no, I've done on the don't, show. No, don't do it. I'm doing it. Don't do it, dude. Don't, tell, don't say that shows are the same with, the same, with different cast. Don't say that. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say Lin-Manuel Miranda oh. is a bad actor. Oh, I mean, yeah. He, like, I mean, like he, the, the Hamilton that I saw was like a 27-year-old Filipino kid who was unbelievable, and he was pretty good-looking, and he wasn't schlubby, and he didn't look sad the whole time, and Lin-Manuel Miranda has like wait, perfected this like sad-looking, always I, guy. Are you ready for my Lin-Manuel Miranda impersonation? Oh, from, we're, all, we're all ready. This is all, all just right, like ready? postscript, because the episode ready? didn't end. Yeah, no, yeah. So it's, Go ahead. It's when, it's, it's, it's when he... <laughs> He goes, why, why do I, why? That's like that's like all he does the whole show. Why? <laughs> just yeah. I mean, I why? think I think we have this negative connotation of him because the first time that we saw Lin Manuel Miranda was probably on Curb Your Enthusiasm, where well, he comes no, off he as was, like this. He was in Brooklyn yeah. Nine Nine also, but it, well, he Curb was Your... also in he was also in Moana. He didn't know yeah, that. But that's a cartoon, Josh. So what? You still hear his voice. Okay, well, the first connotation that many people probably had of him was him being this like standoffish, nerdy, right, whiny right. bitch from Curb Your Enthusiasm, but he's just a good actor at being that. Unfortunately, I wanted Hamilton, the, the character who plays Alexander Hamilton, to be a little bit less like, uh, like, I don't know, maybe shave or something, so he doesn't have this like sad five o'clock shadow the whole time, but that was the only thing that took away everyone Look, else dominated. Yeah. David Diggs is incredible. incredible. Same with the kid that plays... Uh, whatever um anthony ramos yeah he's great he's also, he's also going to be in, in the heights movie, in the heights he's also in a star is born he's uh lady gaga's character's like best friend like the, the gay best friend oh he is yeah, yes he's, he's he's great he's great he was great in that but back to the little man Miranda topic like <laughs> he's unique like he has a very unique voice it's he doesn't have a good broadway voice but he can rap but he could rap and he has a good voice and he's portraying the character that he wrote. Like, like he, he wrote, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like he knows what he wants the character to be like. So that's why I have zero problem with him in that role. Obviously, I'm sure that, you know, that all the... Right, everyone else gives their right. own, you know, their own version of Hamilton. So it's all about what you see first. And so what I saw right. first was a little bit more of a lively, energetic Hamilton who I thought, you know, was portrayed a little bit better but talking about david diggs blind spotting really good he writes it he directs it he stars in it it's you know a 2018 comedy about just like a you know black guy in san francisco who has to or oakland who has to kind of deal with being on probation and the troubles that come with that and so that's really good he stars in it but the other thing that you know we got to talk about for a second here is the best show on tv that still is the best show on tv season three chugging along josh kevin costner the goat yellowstone it's just 
Unbelievable. I haven't watched. I still haven't watched. Maybe I'll start getting into that. Unbelievable. It's something that your parents will also, everyone that I talk to, I tell them, they tell their parents, the parents fall in love with it. The kid fall in love with it. It's just so good. It's on Peacock now. I don't know how Peacock works. I haven't signed up for Peacock, but I know it's on on Paramount. We just got Peacock. It's another way to Josh you're a baseball guy you know Kevin Costner's the greatest actor of of like any sports movie he brings that over to like a sports style role as this billionaire ranch owner oh is that is that what is that what Yellowstone is kind of about yeah so Yellowstone is like succession but when you go from businesses in New York City to rival ranch owners Okay. And you realize that these people are also cajillionaires, yet they live different lives because they, ha- they wear cowboy hats instead of suits and they ride horses and they live, you know, by the, the way of the nature. And instead of having to deal with, you know, takeovers and mergers, they have to deal with Native American land and people trying to buy their land and this and that. And it's just, it's just really well made. Every character development is like 10 out of 10. It's just one of those shows, you know, like every once yeah. in a while, one of those shows that just knocks it out of the park. That's awesome. I'm gonna have to watch. I, I I wonder why it's just on Peacock. It's, it's on I, Paramount I, Network. It's a network that no one's ever heard of, and yet they have seven million viewers every week. I wonder how they get guys like Kevin Cosner to to do a show that like isn't gonna be like like not saying that Paramount doesn't get viewers, but like well, it's an NBC it's the, owned network. I think NBC okay. just didn't bet on it to be one of their main shows, so they put it onto Paramount. You know how that right. the same stuff, right? Like. Gangs of London was made, yeah. but they didn't know what network they were going to be on. And now they're exactly. an AMC. You know, in six years, we're going to look back at Gangs of London and someone's going to say, I wonder why they were on AMC, you know? Right, and it's right, just right. that they yeah. bought it in with Netflix. Right. The, the director is someone that I think is very respectable in the field. And that's why they, he was able to get a lot of, you know, A-list characters. His name's Taylor Sheridan. He actually stars okay. in the movie as well. I mean, in the show as well. But he's written Hell or High Water, Sicario, Wind River. He's someone that, you know, 12 strong. He acts in, and, and is, a, is a helping hand in. He was in Sons of Anarchy. You ever watch that? He was the I mean, it's got, one, it's got, it's got uh, what's her name? Maggie from, what's her name? Yeah, Maggie. it's got, it's got uh, the, the Maggie doctor. Sif. Maggie yep, Sif Maggie from, Sif. Uh, from uh, Billions. From Billions, yep. And have you seen it or no? No, I haven't seen it, but I heard everyone, everyone raves about it. Yeah, I watched the first like three seasons and it was good. It got a little corny, but Taylor Sheridan yeah. was, was in the first couple seasons. He was a, like the, the sheriff, one of his first roles. So that was, he's someone that just perfectly encapsulates the gorgeous, you know, nature of Montana, because I think he films on his right. own ranch. So it's something that's really cool. So check out Yellowstone, everyone listening, check out Yellowstone and uh, gangs of London will be here before you know, it actually just, uh, What's, what's the month after August? Is it September and then October? September. So we got, we got a yep. month and, a, and two weeks until Gangs of London airs. We'll have plenty of coverage right here on the, uh, the home of uh, the biggest Gangs of London fans around. Because I don't know how many people were able to watch it over here in America. We, no, we are going to be an official, when we are an official Peaky slash Gangs of London podcast. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Like, we have a monopoly over Gangs of London and no one can fight us. It's our show and we will be releasing... The, the reactions that we had to the show as the, air, as the episodes air. So don't you worry about that right here. But if you want to watch Gangs of London beforehand, there's ways to do it, and there's ways to listen over on patreon.com slash buyorderofpeaky. Josh, 
We're going to sign off. We're going to break down the trailer of the uh, Mastermind video game coming up soon. So check that out, all you Patreon patrons. Thanks so much for listening. He's Josh. I'm Daniel. We binge so you don't have to.